Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros. And you're listening to the uh, most listened to talk show in the region here. It's uh, on 15 stations in three states. We've been here since uh, May 3rd of 2010, and I plan on being here for a long time. It's a lot of fun. I, when I'm in Frisco, I miss doing the show, although I'm so busy. To be honest, I'm just grateful that Mike is able to uh, sit in the chair and just kind of do what he's done for so many years seamlessly. He just, I know, I know he enjoys it, too, and I enjoy having him do it. And I'm grateful that he's able to. So, um, yeah, plan on doing this for a long, long time. One of the guys I ran into down in Frisco is a guy that uh, we've had on the show several times, and that's actually where we met uh, and, and decided I, I needed to get him on the show way back when. And, and I'm talking about Kevin Marshall, who was with FCS Nation Radio. And Kevin, uh, did you make it home okay? We uh, left after the game was over and actually drove all night to get ahead of the storms that we were driving into. And the folks that did not do that are probably not even home yet today. Well, we got extremely lucky. We only got delayed on the tarmac in the airplane at DFW yesterday for about I don't know, an hour and a half, and then they got us in the air and got us home. I think we might have been the last people who weren't delayed for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours because we were some of the first people on the plane trying to get out of there. So, you know, I Sunday night when the game was over and, you know, we're uh, having our celebratory dinners and all that, I was like, wow, you know that 10 a.m. flight's going to be real early. I probably shouldn't have booked that. <laughs> well, look. You know, hindsight being 2020, it was pretty smart that we booked to get out of there as early as we did on Monday morning. Believe it or not, we were home already by the time you were sitting on the tarmac. <laughs> wow. Not that it was well, easy. It's, that's, it's, 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 right. It's, it, you know, we right. got home at about 7.30 and left at 6 the night before. So, uh, yeah, it. but a memorable trip. Uh, and I know before we start talking about the game, we talked about this a couple of different times when you've been on this show, the Alex Alex's Lemonade fundraiser that you had and what a booming success it was and i gotta tell you it made it even more cool that it was aiden bauman from usd whose dad todd is a dear friend and we've had him on this show several times over the years including very recently pretty cool that a a a local kid for us actually was your grand winner he was raised over nine thousand dollars what a great job and you know look we discussed this this was a NIL deal for these players. So everybody won. The players got something. Northwestern Mutual got something. And more than the sum of those two things was the fact that kids that have cancer and their families got a lot out of this. Raised over 45000 bucks. Jackrabbits fans. Yotes fans. North Dakota State fans. Bryant. Holy Cross. Southeastern Louisiana. You know, we did this with 11 athletes from all over the country. What can we do next year with 100? Just the impact that, that it had. And these are the times where, you know, you realize when you do what we do, the impact you can have and kind of how big your thing actually is, right? You know, uh, uh, I guess I've just got to start acting better and, and dressing better and, you know, and, and because, you know, uh, you know, and, and just trying to be on my P's and Q's all the time because, you know, I had no idea that we would raise four or five thousand dollars for this thing. 
you know, I think that uh, we'd have been happy if we'd have gotten 10000 So 45 is just tremendous. And thanks to everybody who donated. Thanks to you all for helping us get the word out. It's just been a tremendous success. Well, the beauty of that is it's the first year, and you, you kind of learn from how you did things, how you could do it bigger and better, because this is something you want to get bigger and better, because you're raising money to help in the fight against, you know, cancer amongst our kids, which uh, cancer's a horrible word. I know that. I had prostate cancer surgery last April. Uh, but, but I'm, you know, I've lived a good long life. When you hear about a five-year-old with brain cancer, it breaks your heart. Yes, sir. And, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, they're not old enough to fend for themselves and to, you know, and they rely on the goodness of other people. And I, I really think when you have something like this, you know, we see people online and, you know, who are, you know, not so nice to others or, you know, people who cut you off in traffic who are not so nice. It's things like this where you realize that deep down at heart, most people are really, really, really good and they want to be a part of something that's greater than their own self-interest, right? We don't see that every day in, in the culture we live in. But through a campaign like this, it shows you that most people deep down are really, really good. Well, speaking of really, really good, Kevin Marshall joins us here, by the way, from FCS Nation Radio. Speaking of really, really good, how about those jackrabbits? I, I, I think you might even take that beyond really, really good and call – this year's team in particular, Kevin, because I'm not one to throw out superlatives. In fact, Jackson Yankee was trying to, trying to nail me down after the game when we were doing an interview. And he says, our goal was, our goal was to be the greatest FCS team ever, ever assembled. What do you think, Mark? Were we? <laughs> I just laughed and I said, don't ask me that. Uh, but I, I see where he's coming from and I admire how they felt about themselves because I, and what I did say to him is clearly this is among the top greatest teams ever assembled. I, I firmly believe that. And you're not wrong and neither is he. And that's one heck of a goal to start a season with, right? You know, most, most teams, the first goal is let's beat our rival. Let's have a winning season. Let's get to the playoffs. Your expectations are pretty high, but one of them is let's be the best team in the history of the subdivision, right? So I don't think a lot of people are going to ever follow a program where that might be the expectation. But, you know, it's just like when, when you're comparing baseball players, right? Uh, eras get in the way, you know, and nostalgia gets in the way a little yep. bit too, right? Uh, it was better back then than they are now, but the athletes are bigger, faster, and stronger now. You know, this Jackrabbit team, in my mind, you know, you can cut off three fingers and they're right there to being that number of the greatest FCS teams in history. So, if not the best, darn close. But I thought this game turned, you know, on one particular sequence of events, and if especially for Montana. And people are going to say, well, what, when they got tackled on the one-inch line? Yes. But I thought the game really went the Jackrabbits' way when the Grizz had the ball with about a minute 49 left in the first half right at midfield, trailing 7-3, to three, having a little bit of momentum. And it looked like, you know, after completing a couple of passes, getting a couple of runs, that they might take the ball down there and score. And after all that occurred, you know, to go in there and with a halftime lead, right, and then get the ball to start the second half. And that two-for-one thing could have occurred. Yep. And that could have, that could have swung the whole ball game. And the fact that, 
after that point, the Grizz really mounted no other scoring threat the rest of the game. I think even the Jackrabbit defense and the coaches saw that that was a perilous time in that football game for them. And it's just a series of times this year where a particular sequence could have gone another way if not for the skill of the players, the way they're coached, their preparation, and every time this season they've had that opportunity for the other team to maybe turn things around on them, they haven't been able to because of those things that I mentioned. But I thought that was a huge swing in the ball game. The Grizz, they came out. You could tell that it was part of their game plan, I think, that Isaiah Davis and the Jackrabbits were not going to try to beat them running the ball through the tackles, right? Yep. They they came out, stacked the box, you know, got some uh, the first couple of scrimmage where they stuffed them. You could tell the Grizz defense was there to play football. And I think if you would have told them, you give up 23 points to the Jackrabbits. I think the Grizz faithful would have said, well, okay, we'll win the game 27-23 or something like that. But this Jackrabbits defense has been underrated all season. And it's easy to see why, because you got a bunch of stars on the offensive side of the ball, right? A bunch of them. But the Jackrabbits defense, those guys have done nothing all year but come to play and shut teams down. What an impressive group. Gave up 15 points in the postseason. One touchdown. One. Yeah. And that was in a 70-mile-an-hour win yeah. game, right? You know, so, uh, yeah. And, and you know, if this was a team that wasn't as flashy and have all those stars on offense, we'd be talking about greatest defensive season in the history of FCS football. And the fact that nobody's talking about it don't mean that that isn't what just happened. Right? I think it was the greatest postseason in the history of 1AA or FCS football. And, uh, look, I'll tell you, Payne, there's some dudes on that Jackrabbits defense and also on the offense. And, look, can they keep this train rolling? I don't see why not. There's one thing that I have noticed. I watched a lot of FCS football. I saw a lot, I saw a lot of it in person this year. When the defensive line runs off and shifts, there's very little, if any, to drop off. Uh, South Dakota State. That ain't true everywhere else in this country. The depth the Jacks have has to give all their fans a lot of hope for next year and the years beyond as well. Kevin Marshall, our guest from FCS Nation Radio. Kevin, I still want to go back to that tackle that Adam Bach made down on the goal line. I thought that was the turning point simply because South Dakota State took the opening kickoff, went seven minutes, kind of just marched their way down the field, no big, huge plays, scored a touchdown. It's like, oh, that was easy. Montana takes the kickoff. They march eight minutes down the field, two two possessions, and that was the first quarter. I don't. You rarely ever see that. If in fact, to have two possessions be almost identical to each other and take up the whole first quarter, I've never seen. But they march down to the one foot line or one yard line, and it's fourth and goal. Did not score. To me, that was the turning point because had they scored, then it's seven to seven. And they've gone, okay, this is a heavyweight boxing match. We've gone blow for blow, and we're dead even. But because they went blow for blow and had nothing to show for it, I'm thinking that's pretty discouraging. I thought it was, too. But you mentioned the Jackrabbits opening drive. And if I was Montana, you know what? Yeah, we probably didn't want to give up the touchdown. But that clock kept moving. They stayed in the ball game. I think they would have been happy 
to have the Jacks do that three more times, four more times in the football game because they could have figured they could have done the same thing or better or gotten a few more explosive uh, explosive plays. Uh, that wasn't the worst thing that happened to Montana was an eight-minute drive, right? Because, you know, I think the Grizz were more afraid of the two-play drive or the one-play drive with big, big running plays, big passing plays. The clock was moving. The game was getting shortened. Just because they didn't have the ball don't mean that wasn't their plan. And then, like you said, they did exactly the same thing. And I think hindsight in 2020, I think if you ask Bobby Houck, would you try to punch it in there again, he'd say yes. Oh, yeah. But I think maybe in the, but I think maybe in the national championship game, uh, when you're a 14-point underdog, people say, well, you got nothing to lose. Well, you also can't drive the football that long against the national champions and come away with no points. That's too big of a swing in the game. I think I've taken the three there. That's just me, though. Conservative. Triple option guy Kevin Marshall would have taken the three points there because <laughs> you got to try to end every drive against the national champions with a kick one way or another. Okay. I, I think the feelings were split in the press area where I was at as to whether or not to take the points or not. I, I like going for it because you're the underdog, and it's only the one-yard line. I mean, it, it, the worst thing happens is they get the ball and they got to go 99 yards. But, but to me, to not, you're right. To not get any points at all is horribly discouraging. To me, not to get a touchdown is what I was thinking is even worse because they had moved the ball just the same exact way South Dakota State had. Anyway, third quarter, uh, game over. Two touchdowns, a field goal, a couple of, you know, uh, turnovers in there. And you just, a team that is as good as this South Dakota State team is, you just can't make a mistake against them in a game like this. And they did, and it was over. I mean, the fourth quarter was just a matter of playing the clock out. Yeah, it wasn't a very exciting second half if you weren't a Jackrabbit fan, right? And if you were a Jackrabbit fan, it was exciting as all get up. But even in the fourth quarter, I think I saw a lot of antsiness across the field going, all right, let's just get the clock to zero so we can get down there and rush the field, right? That was, that was my feeling. But how, how have we gone this long without talking about the punting game for the Jackrabbits. It was tremendous. It was. Junior Bergen was a fellow who, who who could change the ball game every time he touched the ball. And you know what? Just because I used to do that job, I don't think I had any bias in the fact that I picked him as the most outstanding player of the of the uh of that ball game. He was your MVP. I think I, Yeah. I don't necessarily absolutely. disagree. Yeah. I I'm I, I mean it was and people, other guys on my team were like, all right, used to be a punter, we get it. <laughs> and then Stone Labanowitz, who was a quarterback, looked at me and said, Ken, I've got the same thing. And I was a QB, so there's no position bias here. You know, the, the guy took the biggest weapon the other team had and took him completely out of the game. How is that not most and valuable, right? Uh, I thought he did a tremendous job. And complimentary football is what the Jackrabbits have played all season. And boy, howdy, were all three of their phases pretty darn complimentary on Sunday in Frisco, Texas. Well, Kevin, you jumped ahead because that was my next topic was the punter. So we don't even need to talk about it. He, he was, he, and the thing was, it wasn't just kicks inside the 20 or keeping it away from uh, Junior Bergen. It was kicks inside the 10. Yes. 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 With the wind, against the wind, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. What a performance. Coffin Corner. You don't hear that anymore. That's what it was when I was a no, kid. No, it's, it's, 
it's a lost art. You know, now it seems like they rely more on height than direction. But if you can do both of those things, you're a dangerous weapon. And, look, the special teams were outstanding. And there was no hubris in the Jacks game with this, right? It wasn't, well, you know, Junior Bergens, he's cut up lesser special teams units than us. We'll show him, right? There was none of that. There was, he's pretty good. Let's not let him affect the game. And he took the opening kickoff 40 yards, and it was like, oh, boy. Uh, but after right. that, after that, he was not, he was not an issue at all. And I, I was surprised he didn't get the ball more on offense. It took about a quarter and a half, a quarter and three quarters before he touched it on offense. You know, and most guys, you know, when you have a guy like that, you've got a whole call sheet for him, right? Where you're going to get him the ball. And the, the Grizz just didn't seem like they were intent on doing that. And it also, I think, was obvious to, Anybody who watched the game in person or on television, that didn't seem like Clifton McDowell was interested in running that football at all, right? There were several times where there's 15, 20 yards of green grass in front of him, and instead of taking those yards and getting first downs and perhaps flipping the field, making somebody miss, making a big play, you know, he would throw it into traffic down the field. I, I, I don't know what that was, but... Did you see the same thing? Did it look like he was not interested in taking advantage of open field when it was in front of him? Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Kevin Marshall, our guest, uh, you know what's interesting about this team is that we could have gone so many different directions with this conversation, and they all would have been valid uh, topics. That's how good this team is. They are so good in so many different ways. Um, like you said, their defense Probably the best defensive performance we've ever seen in the, in the postseason in the FCS. Offensively, uh, all the different weapons they've got, they just are so good in so many different areas. I, I hope, and I said this to our first guest too, I hope the Jackrabbit fans can appreciate what they just saw because they may never see anything quite like this again. You're not kidding, you know, and going back with me and FCS or 1AA football, you know, uh, back to the, you know, the Furman teams in the 80s, the Marshall teams, the Appy teams, you know, seeing those, you know, back when the SoCon dominated the landscape of what was then 1AA football, and, you know, those, those Montana teams from the 90s, you know, the, the, you just, in this day and age with the way the game has changed and, you know, the fact that, you know, a kid could play for you this year and, and then for somebody else next year, you know, I, I don't know if you'll see this in FCS football for a long, long time. Uh, I think the Jacks have a pretty good chance to run it back next year, uh, depending upon who stays. But the guys who are backing them up are pretty good football players, too. But, you know, regardless of how you feel about how this landscape is changing with the portal and NIL deals and stuff like that, you know, it's still going to say the name of your school on the front of it, Right. And, you know, you're still going to feel the same way about the players. And I'm just really excited already for next season because I'll tell you what, if you're trying to come up with a way too early top 25 for next year, you can't do it because you don't know where half these guys are going to land. No. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are changing, but I think that with the way the game is now, it's going to lead to a lot more Albany in the future. You know, teams that go from not being very good to being very good in just an off-season time. So, you know, it's going to be exciting that way. It stinks that it's not the way that it used to be, and 
look, I'm a southerner, so inherently I fear change. I don't like it, right? I'm old, uh, so I'm with you. But right, but uh, you know, so there's that. Uh, you know, you're just going to shake everything up each year, dump it out, and you know, with the facilities and with the the caring and wanting to win. You can shake everything up, throw it out there. I think you're going to see South Dakota State right up there every year because they care, they have the facilities, and they want to win. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. Again, congratulations on the 45 grand you raised for fighting kids' cancer. I think that's awesome. Let us know how we can you know, help you out again next year with that because we'd love to, and we'll talk again soon, okay? It's always a pleasure to be on with you all. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's all go rest a week uh, and uh, then start talking about because the championship game is over, y'all, it's now this season that we're talking about. Not next season, it's this season. It just makes it sound a whole hell of a lot sooner. Yeah, we're going to take a few days before we do that. <laughs> All right, Kev, take Thank care. Thank you, sir. Happy holidays. Kevin Marshall, our guest from, he lives out in Montana, does a great job. Advanced Thompson Vision. We change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and LASIK surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist, to each person that works with you, it's just over-the-top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Ring in the new year with Ashley's Orange Tag Sale. Save on new arrivals, best sellers, and everything in between. Just follow the tags in store to locate the best deals of the year. Bring your sleep to the next level with up to 20% off our best-selling Ashley Sleep Mattress in a Box options. Plus, take advantage of easy financing plans designed to make your purchase even more affordable. New year, new home, new you. Only at Ashley. Financing is available with approved credit on qualifying purchases. Ask store for details. Does every home in your neighborhood look the same? Looking to give your home a little more pizzazz? A new garage door from Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls is the easy way to give your home that new, refreshed look. We offer a variety of styles and options to fit any type of home. Stand out in the crowd and contact Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls. Now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, 
plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. And, you know, one of the cool things of being down there in Frisco is the pep rally. There were over 4,000 Jackrabbit fans filled in the Jerry Jones's star where the Cowboys practice inside. It's an incredible facility. And and I had a nice long talk with one of the Jack fans that was there t- telling me how much he enjoys great life. And uh, and the fact that he, he really has gotten to know my son, Nick, and um, you can do the same. You can enjoy great life if you're not a member yet. Become one. Look into it. Go to joingreatlife.com and see what it's all about. If you're a golfer, it's a no-brainer. You absolutely, positively have to be a Great Life member. Look at me. I get more than my share of value out of that as a membership. Plus, there's all the fitness facilities as well. And when you're all done and you're hungry, you can go to Arby's and get yourself a treat when you're all done working out. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the show today. We'll have Jimmy Rogers with us tomorrow along with Neil Graff, Chad Greenway. Going to be a great show. We'll talk again then. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies. Over five.